it sounds like you're saying too, right? The risk of not doing anything is far greater, right? Yes. And that's the message I'm getting. That's what I need yes. to hear. That's what I need uh, other people to understand as well. That yeah. if we do nothing, we have so much more to lose. Welcome to Hard Candy and Fruit Snacks. I'm Gloria Harrison, a TV producer living in New York. And I'm Carrie Clifford, an actor and writer living in Los Angeles. We first met in elementary school outside Boston. When I was part of a program that bused kids from the inner city to school in the suburbs. We're going to talk about privilege and disadvantage. And about what it's like to move from one world to another without really feeling at home in either. In this podcast, we're having conversations about race. And the awkwardness that comes with learning about people from another culture. So just with like all the vaccine talk, if you had had an opportunity or going forward, if there was a new one, would you participate in a trial for the vaccine? Girl, you already know. Hell no, I ain't, ain't going to be a part of no trial. Like, seriously, you know that I'm not trying to But you would my be body. helping people. But you would be helping other people. And you are a nurturer. You like to help people. You would be doing it for the good of science. This is true, but I'm also scared. I am terrified. Yeah. So I'm not the one, I'm being honest, who's going to do something like that. But let me ask you that. Let me ask, ask you the same question. Like, would you do that? Yeah, I honestly, I can't remember the exact month. It might have been like September, but a friend of mine was going to do it. And it was like $1,000 or something. And so he gave me the name of a woman. It was like, So wait, he was going to get $1,000? Yeah, you get money for doing wow, it. Wow, so he yeah, did it for the that, money? Well, <laughs> that was the lore. That you're was gonna, the lore. You're going to have to give me 10000 a that million. And, and, um, and I was like, I... I, I I totally believe in that aspect of like science and, and people learning about, you know, I give blood and stuff all the time. You know, I give like blood. I, yeah, that's different, though. Yeah, but like for science, you know. Mm -hmm. But and so I, I was totally on board and the timing of it when they were looking for people, it was one. Now, of course, I can't remember, but one of the studies had like an issue. And so I was like, oh, no, I can't do it. <laughs> but I, and I did reach out to three white I'm just saying their race because why not? Three white male friends thinking like, mm -hmm. and also I know they need a thousand dollars because no one's working, <laughs> right. and they and and they all were like, ah, uh -uh. and then and then when whatever happened with that the trial the issue or whatever, they were like, Carrie, were you trying to kill us? I was like, no, I was trying to give you a thousand dollars and for you to help like society, you know. But Carrie, let me tell you something. I do want to thank you, and on a serious note, I get it. I'm just telling you, I'm not there mentally and emotionally to right. sign up for something like that. But guess what? I think there's somebody in the house, the yes. Hard Candy and Fruit Snacks house, who, yes. who is doing that? Who did do it? Who's that? <laughs> I know. And we're, we're so lucky. But we have Dr. Isabella Pena, and yes. who's a PhD, works in Boston. She's going to tell us about all, everything that she does. But you were part of the trial. Oh, yeah, I was. And was, so which one, which trial did you, were you part of? So first of all, thank you so much for having me. I'm so thank excited you. to be yes, with you guys. Thank you, thank you <laughs> thank so you. much. Thank you, this is amazing. So I'm a scientist in Boston and right. I signed up for both the Moderna and the Pfizer trials okay. online. And I was called by the Moderna trial. So this is one of the RNA vaccines that okay. uh, people are hearing about in the news. Yes, yeah, so, so that, and that's, and, and they're based in Cambridge, right? So it was yes. like you're... 
your hometown. Yeah. So I, work at, so I work at the MIT and like I see Moderna on my left side. I see Pfizer on the other side. Wow. So wow. they're both okay. here and okay. like the science is going on here. Right. So I was very excited to join and participate. Did, and- did you get a thousand dollars? I didn't get a thousand dollars. You did it? <laughs> no. <laughs> I think it's much less than that. Yeah. But let me ask you something. Mine was a thousand dollars. A thousand? Like I need more than that. But but in thinking about that, do you understand a little bit of where I'm coming from? Oh, totally. As, as being a Black American, like I have concerns about number one, even taking the vaccine, and yeah. then taking being a part of a trial. There's I totally too much, understand. Yeah. And like, I'm a Brazilian. I'm a Latino woman. And, you know, in Brazil, I feel that there's a lot of mistrust on science, on the vaccines. I think we're all in the same place. And I understand where you come from. And like, I totally get it. I think the reason why I chose to take, you know, this course and be part of the trial is to try to demystify this and to fight this idea that, you know, the science is evil and like we're going to do bad things. I, I wanted to be part of it and see it from inside one and also like tell people how the trial uh, works, right? Like see from the perspective of the p- participant, mm-hmm. but also to show how rigorous it is and how like, you know, the scientific method is rigor, uh, rigorous and like they really follow the procedures to guarantee that everybody's safe. And I felt safe. I never felt scared participating on the trial. And, and I was so very when, curious to see how it is. And it right. was like a very nice experience for me, you know. But when, I totally understand the mistrust and the fears. I totally understand that. When did you start? So I signed up in the summer. And I think my first injection was in the end of August. I think it was the 28th of August. And, and what was the percentage? Was it 50-50 of people who would have gotten it and people who got yes. the placebo? Yeah. So okay. this trial is a 50-50. So 50% of the participants. So the Moderna trial, I think, was 44,000 participants. Okay. 50% received the placebo injection that consisted on a saline injection. And 50% received the vaccine, which is uh, two doses of this RNA vaccine. And, and let so me ask what, you this. What was, I'm sorry, what was the breakdown? Do you have any uh, knowledge of that in terms of minorities who oh yeah. also so were part of it? So that was the other reason why I decided to join, because I was like following this very closely because I've been working with science communication, trying to like explain to the Brazilians and to the Latino communities in the U.S. what's going on with the science and like how the vaccine trials are going. And I saw that during the recruitment, majority of the people receiving the vaccines were white. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. I'm like, uh... I think we need to diversify the genetics. Here. Yes, of <laughs> yeah. course. And then Moderna, what I liked about the Moderna and the, and the Pfizer trial is that they try to recruit minorities. So they try to slow down the recruitment to get more Latino, to get more indigenous, to get more black and diversify the genetics. And this is so important because, you know, a vaccine may work for white people, but not work for black. Right. right and right. we need the black people to participate, to know if the vaccine works for them. Right. Right. So. At that point, I was like, I need to join because I'm a Brazilian. I have all those genes. You know, mm-hmm. I have inside me. I have. Oh, yeah, you got flavor. I have black. Yes, I have Portuguese. <laughs> I have everything here. So right. <laughs> let's take this to representation. <laughs> So I decided to try on myself. (laughs) (laughs) Frankie, you're speaking to him. I think he can identify. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, so I actually have the numbers here. In the end, I think we got, you know, in the, you know, among all the participants, about 20% are Latinos or Hispanic, 10% are black, 
And 63% are white. Still, the majority is white. I think it reflects the population in the United States. But it's so important that some of this, you know, 44,000 are actually minorities. This was a a priority, especially in the end of the recruitment. Right. So when you, in August, when you went for your first shot. Yeah. did, Did your arm hurt right away? Did you think that you got it or did you think you got the placebo or tell so us about that i had a, i had a couple of symptoms so I've, okay i used to do kayaking you know that was my activity pandemic activity you know yeah. just <laughs> outside in the river just myself yeah and uh right after the vaccine right after the shot i didn't feel anything but two days later i couldn't kayak oh. so i was feeling a little bit sore on my arm okay nothing nothing difficult it's just a little bit of a soreness on my arm okay but on the second shot i had a couple more you know collateral effects and that was two weeks later no the second shot is four weeks later four weeks later and describe describe what you felt with the second shot yeah so on the day of the second shot right after i had the injection didn't feel anything i was like talking to people i filmed every step of my trial and i want to make a video about that to show like with transparency how the trial is done yeah. And I, I even have those shots of like myself talking to the doctors and like, oh, yeah, I'm doing fine. I'm doing great. I was doing just fine. And then I went to work. I was like, you know what? This is fine. And when I got to my lab in the MIT, I was just like started feeling super weird with a bunch of nausea and like dizziness. I was like, oh, man, this is not good. And then uh, <laughs> a friend of mine is a doctor and uh, he just like gave me a lot of ibuprofen and said, just go home and relax. So I just went home and I stayed in the bed, just chilling and, you know, letting the ibuprofen kick in. Next day, I was fine. Oh, so wow. It was wow. chill. The second, mm-hmm. the second shot, I had a couple of effects. I had so a bit then, of a headache. Yeah. Do you know which one it was? Like Carrie was asking, like, which one do you think you actually so ended up taking? So here's the deal. It's a double mm-hmm. blind placebo controlled trial. So in theory, I'm completely blinded. I don't know what I got, right? Wow. And I even like have this video of me talking to the doctor right after we injected. This range has just a barcode. We don't know what was in there, right? The doctor that injected the vaccine on me doesn't know what was in there. (laughs) It could be the placebo. It could be the vaccine. We don't know. The only person that knows is the director of the trial. Because right. I'm just a barcode in the trial, right? And right. the syringe is also just a barcode. We don't right. know. Right. But because I had those effects, you know, it's right. possible that I got the vaccine. The other thing that happened is one month after my second shot, my husband got COVID. Oh. Wow. Ooh. Wow. So I was very exposed to him. I was like kissing him. Yeah. Sleeping in the same bed. We drank water from the same cup. Wow. You know, we do all things that the couples do. Right. And then I called Moderna. I was like, look, my husband just tested positive. And they said, oh, yeah, come here. And then we started doing a lot of tests because I was I was exposed, right? And they want to know the data, what happens to people that got exposed. Yeah. And I tested five times doing the nasopharyngeal swab. Mm-hmm. Five negative tests over wow. two weeks. I donated blood. I don't know what happened. I don't know if I had antibodies, if I had an immune response. Right. I just know that I never got COVID from my husband. Wow. It's an anecdotal thing. But right. <laughs> it's interesting, yeah, that's right? Yeah, interesting. And it that's was your husband. He's okay now. He's okay. He had a lot of symptoms. He did. He okay. completely lost taste and smell for two yeah. months. 
Wow. It was insane. Like, he couldn't distinguish between coffee, basil, curry. He was wow. like, oh, yeah, it tastes, and those are strong, it tastes like right? water. Extreme. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So and what, now, I tell, what I tell people is like, yeah, I had a little bit of clutter effects. I had a little bit of a headache, a little bit of yeah. nausea. But if this prevented me of getting COVID, I would go get this vaccine again. Yeah. I'm, I have no fear. Like, So what do you say to people that want to do what you what you just did, right? But they are afraid. And I don't want to bring up race again, but I need to because it's important. Yes. Think yes, about yes. Uh, Tuskegee, 1932. 1932, 600 black men, right? What yes. happened to them? Their bodies were used in the wrong way. And yes. then we, um, I think about the other, the black female whose um, cells were used and yeah. we would go on to Harry use them. The yes, yeah. lax, yeah. right, exactly. And so yeah. I don't want to keep bringing up the past, but I love that I'm speaking to you because it gets me a little closer to being uh, able to trust more, mm-hmm. yes. but I'm worried. So if someone's listening right now, what would you say to them about taking this vaccine when the time comes for them i would say mm -hmm. don't don't be afraid because this is a vaccine that you know it's it's a vaccine made to solve the biggest healthcare problem you know of this the century right Mm -hmm. we are living a massive crisis and people suffering like there's so many families that lost their jobs they lost their you know loved ones and this vaccine has the potential to solve this crisis right? This vaccine has the potential to solve the biggest problem of our lifetime. Mm -hmm. And I think we should trust the science on this one. I wasn't there. I was in the trial. It was extremely rigorous. Like all the questions that I had, they would answer to me. And I think like the next step is for more of us, like, you know, people of minorities to participate in the science, to engage, you know, because the science is also, is also made for us, right? Mm -hmm. And I think the more of us that become leaders in healthcare, I think the more trust we're going to be able to bring back to our communities. Like I dream of becoming, you know, a professor, an important scientist and help bring this trust back to my community because I was there. I saw the trial and I trust it. You know, what do you say to people who say, listen, am I going to get the same vaccine being a black woman as Carrie does as a white woman? Oh, yeah. Is she going to get the same? vaccine? Are you sure? Yes, that I'm sure. <laughs> you sure? I'm sure because I'm sure because all the vaccine uh, production has a very strict guideline. Even like the FDA approval has very strict uh, quality control guidelines. Every vaccine is going to have a lot. They will have a quality control attached to that lot, and all this can be you know retrieved. Like if you you know I don't know if this vaccine is the same vaccine, you can just you know ask about this lot of this vaccine to the company all have like very strict quality controls. I don't think it's going to be an issue. I think everybody's going to get the same vaccine. I think in the case of the Pfizer one, for example, my fear is with the transport and the storage of the vaccine because it requires a cold chain of like minus 70 freezers, minus 70 degrees Celsius freezers and things like that, which is something we don't have in Brazil. There's mm-hmm. no way this vaccine is going to get intact in Brazil. You know what I mean? Like we don't have those freezers. There's no way. But I, I think that, you know, based on the ethics procedures that, you know, those pharmaceutical companies have and the quality control standards, there's no way that, you know, black and Latinos like me are going to receive a different vaccine than white people. And let I me think- ask you this. If you're an ordinary person, right, yeah. and you want to find out 
how do I become a part of this trial, this COVID trial? How do you find that out? Where do you go? How do I be like Carrie's you know uh, four I, white friends? I literally, <laughs> I literally Googled it. I Googled. You Googled it? Okay. Uh, clinical trials for COVID vaccine near me. And then wow. I found wow. the Moderna and the Pfizer and the AstraZeneca. And, you know, the RNA technologies, you know, it's a new technology. Although people think, oh, it was just developed now in a rush. It's been developing like for more than, a, than 10 years. You know, we've been doing clinical trials for RNA vaccines, you know, for almost 10 years right now for all the viruses. That's and, good to know. I just and, thought it was rushed in the past nine, know, eight, nine months. No, but this is, you know, a revolution like that doesn't happen like this. You know, it's right. it's, a, it's a history. You know, it's a build, it's a building block, right? Each year we've been building a layer of, of our house, and now we have the house, right? Yeah. It, it takes time. Every scientific discovery takes years and years, and that's one of them. But, you know, because this technology is so outstanding and so fantastic, I really wanted to be part of it. I was like, I want to do this. I want those vaccines on myself. I want to try them yes, and see I love how it that. goes and be part of this historical moment, you know. But you're and also a scientist. Right, so it's easier. Like, right. And, I'll tell you something else. and I'll tell you something else. When we inject a vaccine on ourselves, usually we get like, you know, an inactivated virus, you know, like pieces of the virus. The RNA is actually possibly the safest piece of the virus to inject because RNAs are molecules that are extremely unstable. So they basically are the message and the message tells the cell, oh, make this protein. And then the message is destroyed. RNA is so unstable. I work with RNA in the lab. If you drop RNA on the bench, it just degrades. Wow. It degrades Mm. in like minutes. If you drop DNA on the plate, it's not gonna degrade. It's gonna be stable there. You know, you find DNA in mammoths, you know, frozen in the Arctic, right? They're so stable, it's a very stable molecule, but RNA is not stable at all. It destroys very fast. So because RNA is such an unstable molecule, the only thing this thing is gonna do is to go on your cell, tell the cell to make the the spike protein and die. The RNA is just gonna die. So mm-hmm. nothing's going to happen. So if you think about vaccine technology, this is revolutionary. Yeah. Because it's something that is going to minimally affect your body because the message is going to be destroyed. Wow. Hmm. And is that when you're finding people just that you, you talk to, because I know you like have a social media presence and everything, the people that are resistant, is that yeah. what they're worried about? Is that getting they're going to get COVID from the vaccine? Yes. I think like the main question that I get, and it's like, you know, most of the you know misinformation that is going on in Brazil, for example, is that the RNA vaccine is going to enter the nucleus of your cell and change your DNA. And right. that is chemically impossible. Chemically impossible. We don't have the enzymes that do that that make the RNA convert into DNA and get into the nucleus. Also, because this is an RNA molecule that degrades. As I said, it's very unstable. That's why we need all this cold chain, right? Because it's a very unstable molecule. Yeah. So this is one of the main questions that people have. The other question that people have, and I, I understand the concern, is that like, you are a woman, you're young, you don't have kids. This is gonna make you infertile. You're never gonna have Mm. kids. You're never going to get pregnant and things like that. And the way that I try to explain that is it's exactly this. Like 
this is an RNA molecule that is going to be degraded. It's a messenger, right? This is, it's called messenger RNA. It's just a messenger. It's going to be degraded and it's going to be right. fine. It's not going to get into my DNA. It's not going right. to change my DNA. It's not going to get into my ovaries and it's right. not going to change my eggs. It's right. not going to happen. That's it's biologically impossible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because we don't have the enzymes that do that, that transform the RNA into DNA. We don't have those enzymes. The only thing on earth that have those enzymes are some specific viruses. They're called retroviruses. For example, HIV is a virus that knows how to do that, to get okay. the RNA and integrate into your genome. That's how HIV does. And HIV stays inside you, inside your genome. But mm -hmm. the coronavirus doesn't do that. They don't have those enzymes. They don't have the machinery to do that. Neither people, a tiny RNA molecule in your body has the ability to do, you know? But this I feel like th that's one of the um, things that people are scared about, worried yes. about with Corona is that like, what are the long-term effects? Like we yes. don't know that, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, but, but you don't think that there are, not specifically about the vaccine, but about the disease, about the virus, sorry. Um, but you don't think that there's gonna be long-term effects of the virus. So that part we don't know. And we know right. that there's some long-term long effects already, right? Like there's this post-COVID syndrome that a lot of people are experiencing, right? Yeah. There's people even developing like mental confusions, loss of memory. There's so many other symptoms that are very obscure and we don't understand there entirely. Right. But you know, there are long-term COVID syndrome. Right, but what yeah. I think but I'm like, hearing you but say But if I is take a mm -hmm. vaccine, I'll never have that. Right, right. But, but it sounds like you're saying too, right? The risk of not doing anything is far greater, right? Yes. And that's the message I'm getting. That's what I need yes. to hear. That's what I need uh, other people to understand as well. Mm -hmm. That yeah. if we do nothing, we have so much more to lose. So many lives yes. um, have already been lost. And, and that your, is scary to was me. Was your husband like, why didn't I do the trial? <laughs> like, was, he so, was your husband upset that he didn't do the trial? Well, we signed up, <laughs> both of us. Oh, he, he was did? never called. Oh. Wow. <laughs> I was the only one called. And I think I was called because I signed up at the time that they wanted to recruit more Latinos. And okay. he's white. So okay. he was not mm -hmm. recruited. No, good. I already got 60-something percent. We don't yeah, need them. Exactly. Right? Exactly. We need you. It's fine. We need more genetics. Yes, yeah, right. <laughs> we need more genetic diversity. Oh, my God. Yeah, but so that's what crazy. I... Like, he must be like, oh, my God. Like, uh, you know, you got it. You got the vaccine. But, and you know, I he was virus. okay. You know, we we're talking a lot about this, actually. When he was sick and I was, you know, going to the hospital and donating blood, he was actually, you know what? This is good. Like we're helping the trial somehow, right? Yes, yes. right. Because I'm glad I he's okay sick. too. He's okay with that, yeah. and, and he yeah. got he got well, so he didn't develop any serious conditions. But we never know. I know right. a lot of people my age that went to the ICU. You know, yeah. So I lost a lot of friends and you know, family, uh. and and I know what this virus can cause. I know yeah. the dangers of this virus. We're not out of risk. None of right. us, right? No, right. and I'm so and glad that you are sharing your experience with us yeah. because honestly, just as much as it's for me, we have a lot of people who are out there listening and I think I share some of their feelings. Carrie certainly shares their feelings and to hear somebody that we could bring on that says, listen, I've been <laughs> there, done that, and I'm okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. that speaks volumes. I'm still that's scared, exactly. but I'm a right. little closer. Right. I'm getting thank a little you. closer every day. And I thank this you so much for for sharing your experience with us. 
That's and so just, great. Just talk about like your social media and how you've been out there just trying to educate people about the coronavirus in general, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we have uh, an organization it's called ContraCovid.com. And in that organization, we try to share information in Portuguese and Spanish and English for Latinos and Hispanics in the U.S., and we have a lot of like information also on like social assistance and like how to help people go through the crisis. And uh, for the Brazilians, so I'm a Brazilian, right? So I, I'm engaged <laughs> with the Brazilian community. So I've been like sharing information on social media, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and also on YouTube. So I made a little YouTube channel and I've been posting videos there. So I've been trying to make some educational videos on that. And uh, so I filmed the whole trial all my steps, all, you know, how I felt. I'm going to make this video called The Vaccine Diary. And, so cool. Uh, I love that. And I, want to, I just want to be transparent so people yeah. see, you know, how rigorous is the trial. You know, one of the things that I really liked about the trial is that they track us on this on, on an, an app. So we have an app ah. on our phones. And on this app, we, you know, right after we have the vaccine, uh, they also give us like a thermometer and a pulse oximeter. And we have to just measure, you know, our temperature every day and put in the app. If you have any symptoms, you write on the app. There's a questionnaire. Do you have a headache? Do you have nausea? Do you have fatigue? And you write everything. Have you had contact with someone that has COVID? Mm -hmm. So they monitor us and they know, you know, if any of us had contact with someone that had COVID. Right. So they have all this information, mm -hmm. right? And then, and then also we donate blood to the trial. On the day of the first vaccine, the day of the second shot, and then after a month of the second shot, after, I think, six months, one year, and two years. So we're going to be followed for two years. Wow. And I love this that. is very important for two reasons. One is that what is the uh, duration of the immunity, right? It could be that, you know, the vaccinated group is going to start having COVID in a year. So we know that the vaccine lasts a year. So we're going to know right. that from the trials. And the second important factor is the long lasting effects of the vaccine, right? And, you know, some of the questions, for example, that I get on social media about pregnancy, right? We know already that 13 women from the trial got pregnant. You know, it happens, wow. right? Wow, that's awesome. They yep. got the vaccine and they got pregnant. So far, so good. The pregnancy right. is going well. They're doing fine. There's no, you know, collateral effects of the vaccine on their pregnancies. But over those two years, imagine how many women are going to get pregnant. Right. I may get, get pregnant. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. And then we're going to report back to the trial because we have the app and they're following us. Right. And, I love that. and we can just tell, hey, I got pregnant. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <Tap> it there. <laughs> Let me ask and you they, something. And they're going to follow us. Right? That's so with, cool. with all the yeah. things that you're sharing, do you hear back from people? Do people say to you, hey, thank you for answering this question? Do you feel oh, like yeah, what you're super. doing is making a I difference? Love it. Mm -hmm. I think so. I think so. I've been engaged a lot, especially on Twitter. And a lot of people ask questions and I try my best to answer. Like there's yeah. so many questions and people seem to be very thankful. I think there's a lot of like people that are just like very close minded. They don't want to listen to scientists, you know, like there's a lot of politics going on as well in Brazil, you know, like yeah. our president says that he's not going to take the vaccine and things like that. 
Right. And, and that makes oh, we know what that feels like. But it's amazing. And I'm sure you've helped so many people. And just having like someone who's like young and relatable, you know, is sometimes even though Gloria is like obsessed with Fauci, but like <laughs> sometimes sometimes it's better to have someone who's right, like right. You don't know, mess like, with my man, Carrie. Okay. I don't I'm care also if he's 80. With Fauci, okay? Yes, okay, okay. God. Oh my God, I love it. <laughs> he's awesome. He's so awesome. I love that he vaccinated Santa Claus. Oh my yes. God. Yes. That was yeah. so good. <laughs> yeah, totally. But, you know, sometimes it's like, that. you know, a white straight man. We have a lot of them, you know, so it's it's nice to have. I know like, you other want places. diversity. I get yeah. it. We need diversity. Yeah. We need yeah. diversity. But I, because, I told Carrie, yeah. I just love him and his ability, the way he delivers. He's so calm. He's so mm-hmm. collected and he's so thoughtful about America in general. And he seems to empathize with people from he's different um, backgrounds. Yeah. Yes. yes. So yeah. I, I, I have a special he has a, a special place in my heart. no i really like that he's very empathetic and i think like all of i have a lot of friends they're scientists as well and they're also trying i think like we all understand the importance of this moment this is a historical moment right yeah of like a new vaccine you know dawning a near it's unbelievable it's unprecedented and this is a historical moment that we all have to get together and help answer the questions and help people understand that you know the vaccine is not a monster but in brazil there is this new thing the president said that if you take the vaccine you're going to become a crocodile and i'm like no "No, see me i did not become a crocodile (laughs) i am doing fine he's crazy Uh -uh. so i think it's time for us to just go and demystify you know and help people understand that you know, the, the benefits of these vaccines, they can be just so immense that, yeah. you know, any little risk that may exist are just, you know, you can't even measure, right? Compared yeah. to the benefits of never getting COVID, of not dying, right? Yeah. Totally. Yeah, totally. this is awesome. Thank you yeah, so much. I know. You were so it. great. You made me feel better <laughs> yes. about everything. Yeah. I'm yes. getting closer. I'm getting closer. This episode was sponsored by the Office of Ideas, an initiative of the Brigham and Women's Hospital Department of Emergency Medicine, which fights for inclusive, accessible, high-quality healthcare for everyone. You've been listening to Hard Candy and Fruit Snacks with my mom, Gloria, and my mom, Carrie. This episode was produced by Frank Belita, Carrie Clifford, Gloria Harrison and an ACL joint production with the music by Alex Skolnick Trio. Check them out at alexskolnick.com. Tune in next time to hear more from our moms. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening.